Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Ella Barnard. She's the author of many indie-published steamy romance stories under the pen name Liz Fox. She also hosts her own podcast, Author Like a Boss. Ella, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much, Jeff, for having me. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your steamy romance stories that you publish under the pen name Liz Fox, how would you describe many of the stories that you write? Ooh, well, uh, you know, they're short. They're short and steamy. So they're meant to be read in about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, And... I'll tell you, like, the one of the first ones, they're basically like little fantasy insta-love, like exactly out. They're contemporary. They're contemporary, but they're like a woman's fantasy stories mm-hmm. that happens quite quick so that you have like a little, just a little pop of romance into your life. So that's how I would. Oh, and, but mine always include uh, strong women and curvy women because I like my gr- women <laughs> heroes to be, you know, strong. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, can you tell us about your initial writing journey that led you mm-hmm. to writing your first stories? Yes. Um, so I, I've been reading for my whole life. Like a reading was my escape, my salvation, you might say. Um, mm-hmm. And and then just like gradually over time. Well, my mom, my my mom always like. Ella, you're so good at being the analytical one. And my sister was the creative one. So I kind of put it out of my mind that I could be a writer for a while. But I found myself like collecting books about writing and reading. Like I've read Bird by Bird multiple times, you know, all the mm-hmm. kind of standard classics on writing. And then um, and then I I wanted to start my own business. You know, I lived in Silicon Valley for a while. So I was like, what can I love? What do I love? And what am I good at? And what can I start? And that didn't lead to writing, actually. That led to me just wanting to do stuff with books. And then being in the indie publishing, because that was, you know, kind of about the time when it started becoming a possibility for people. And so I'm like, oh, learning all about it. And uh, gradually, I just kind of got into the whole, uh, just the the community, started trying to help people. And because I am analytical, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also creative. <laughs> um, and uh, and so gradually I was like, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it. I, I started my podcast. I'm talking to people because I just love the the industry and the people. I love writers. Like it's magic to me that people just create stuff out of their mind and we all get to consume it and live it. Um, and so I decided to try it myself. And, uh, and I'm haven't written i had not written fiction before i didn't know exactly what i was doing so i was like short short romance because i've always loved romance like that seems like a doable place to start so i started and uh and the first story came about um the first story was based on (laughs) it was called uh, right on time and it was actually based on a personal experience of mine well, it was inspired by a personal experience of mine where I, 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 it did not happen that way. But what happened was I had, you know, I was, I'd been single for a long time, not when I wrote it, but what it's inspired. I'd been single for a while and I, you know, dating online. And there was some guy who was like, Hey, you want to meet at Starbucks? And I was like, sure, let's go. And so he was at the Starbucks when I got there already. And I was like, Oh, hi, you know, um, he was out sitting outside cause it's a nice day. And I went, I'm like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm going to go in and get a drink. I'll be right back and we can chat. 
And I went in and got my drink. And when I came back out, he was gone. And I looked over and I saw him driving away and he kind of saluted me like <laughs> from oh the window God. as he drove away. <laughs> yeah, it was like I can laugh about it now because I'm a lot more you know, confident in myself. But at the time, ooh, ooh, I was like, oof. And so when I started, I was like, okay, what am I getting, what do I need an idea for writing this story? I was like, you know what I would really like is to rewrite the ending on that experience. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, and so I didn't, I didn't have him be awesome. <laughs> I had there be another guy who saw the whole thing sitting at the next table over. And that, you know, who was like <laughs> that jerk, I'm going to take care of this woman, that kind of thing and rescued and they and then happy ever after, you know, yada, yada. Right. H-E-A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's. And then I just started to keep going. And then I kept going. Yeah. That's great. Well, yeah. what led you to indie publishing your novels? Do you remember how it felt when you hit publish on your first romance story? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Um, yes. And it required a lot of tequila. <laughs> I mean, a lot of tequila for me, which is like a couple shots, <laughs> like a shot and then another shot later, because it's like almost a panic attack just because it's very, you know, it's a, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to be like, oh, other people now are going to have access to, you know, and, and mine was a personal, it started from a personal story, you know, like it started from something that really did happen to me. So it's, it was scary and exciting though, because it's like, well, maybe something will happen with this, you know, maybe this will be a real thing that people like. And, and, and it was, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> so when did you publish your first story? So yeah, this came out just in January, 2020. It was just, you know, not that not that long ago in the scheme of things. Um, I'd written, I'd been thinking, you know, I'd been when you talk about like when I started collecting books about writing, we're talking like decades. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but but the writing itself, I decided in December. I was like, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna try this. And I said, I'm gonna do it in January. I'm gonna finish this book by January. And it's like a ten thousand word novel so it's not like super duper long. you know you're talking like 40 pages it's mm -hmm. not very long um so it should have been that even like going at you know snail pace which i'm not a fast writer it still should have been plenty of time <laughs> but about mid-january really like, like, you know if we're talking like the 11th or 12th of january or something maybe a little i was like uh oh i am not done <laughs> like, i need to get on if i if i want to keep my word to myself of publishing in January because I'd said, you know, I'll publish in January. And so, uh, so I got on, I was like, okay, let's do it. And it came out on January 31st. <laughs> came out on January 31st. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, how many have you published since then? Um, I've, I not exactly sure at this point, um, but it's somewhere around like 50. <laughs> so, because uh, for a while I was, because starting there, you know, because I also, you know, because I have talked to so many successful authors on my own podcast, I realized that, you know, if I wanted to, if I wanted more people to see it and read it, then publishing more, you know, than just one book was required. So I was releasing about a book every other week for a, a while <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and what, a long what time. made you decide on that kind of aggressive publication schedule? Um, well, I I learned that. Well, I well first I looked at other authors in the same kind of category, you know, in the short romance category, and they are publishing. They're publishing. Most of them are publishing like once a week. A lot of them are publishing once a week, and I was like, that's too fast for me. I went every other week, and then I I conscripted a friend of mine who's also an author who I met, you know, in the community. And I was like, do you want to try this? And so in order to have a faster release schedule without having to do, you know, as much work, we, we would write series together. So she'd write one, then I'd write one, then she'd write one. (laughs) And so we could release a series once a week with both of us just doing every other week. And, And how are you finding that, um, in terms of, uh, publishing that often and your success as, as an indie author. Yeah. I, I, there's a, I, there's a large correlation between, um, I mean, it's not alone, right? Like there's large correlation between the speed of publishing, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's not, it's not the only, <laughs> the only thing it has to be a good book that people enjoy, that, sure. you know, sure. like it has to be well-written and, uh, um, with a good cover, you know, all the things, um, but, you know, romance readers especially, but a lot of readers in genre fiction, you know, they read. They are readers. You know, they will keep reading. If they find an author they like, they will read everything they have. And, of course, you know, they can read a lot, heck of a lot faster than I can write. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if I found somebody who liked my books, and you know, which I did, I found quite a few people that enjoyed them. You know, I, there was a, you know, it's nice to be able to, for the readers to be able to just keep reading. Right. Um, yeah. Well, well, given that uh, publication schedule, what does your um, writing um, process and what does your writing schedule look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, after a little while of, you know, after about a year and a half, a year and some of writing, uh, you know, with this co-author friend, this author we were doing, you know, series, you know, alternating. Um, we decided, you know, we would read each other's books for each other because that was part of the way that we kind of saved on, you know, like expenses of editing and proofreading because mm-hmm. we would always read each other's books because it's, you know, that's a lot of books to be releasing, a lot of things to make sure you're not putting out bad quality. So we decided to start co-writing um, because we have very complementary skills. Like I, I like the outlining and I like the revising a lot and she likes the uh the actual writing part and then i'm not i'm terrible at description <laughs> like if i'm just like she walked into the house they and then you know into the kitchen done you know like that's my <laughs> my level of description like right. where are they and she's like can you tell us a little more about the kitchen and i'm like <laughs> no there is a stove you know and and she likes that stuff she likes the description part and i like the feeling part yada yada so we're very complementary strengths so we started co-writing um after a while because like hey if that's hard for you and that's and this is hard for me and we both are good at the things that the you know why don't we do it together so we started doing that um and that has been really exciting and 
I can't even remember where you started with the question. That's that's how much I've been babbling. Okay, go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Did well, I answer it? <laughs> you did. You did. Well, okay. Well, as you mentioned earlier, many of your novels feature curvy women. Was that a deliberate decision on your part in terms of writing and publication? Yes. Yes. Um, so I went into, like, I researched a bit because I know, I re- like, I, I have a strong feeling that writers should write what they love. Like a very power, like I all, I think you should write what you love, but I also think that you should look and see what people are really enjoying. So I went into the Facebook group. I sound very deliberate about this, but I did. I went to the Facebook group of one of the top authors in the genre and people love her. Like they love her, Hope Ford. And so I was like, hey, what everybody, what do you, I just, I just started reading Hope Ford, which I had. And I was like, what do you really love about her books? Like, what are your favorites? And, you know, she has, her fans love her. And so it was like 50 responses in a day. But one thing that came up quite often was, you know, she includes curvy women. Now, I myself am a curvy woman. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's part of the like, oh, I love the idea, but it's also popular. So it was this kind of overlap of like, this is something that people really love. It's not represented that much in romance, you know, having women that are not physically perfect like emotionally yes we there's you have to have the arcs and things but having women that are not physically ideal you don't actually find as much that maybe they may be neutral but or they might be very attractive and so it was appealing to me to write these stories because romances are like they're like a fantasy for women to enjoy being you know actually getting to experience what they may not be experienced in real life and a lot of women are curvy. Not all of us. <laughs> sure. Typical. So, yeah. So I did that deliberately. Yes. That's great. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, can you tell us about your podcast, Author Like a Boss? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, on my podcast, I I interview successful indie authors. Um, I interview successful indie authors to find out like what's working, what's not. We focus on writing. And marketing. But what's turned out that the longer I've done this is one of the main things that I focus on that I ask them about is like mindset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, because mindset, like whether you have limiting beliefs about what you can accomplish as a writer or whether people will, will like what you're writing or whether you're good enough to to put it out there, those things, um, those things like are at the core, like you, if you feel like you might be able to, if you believe in yourself enough to do it, then the other things you can figure out, <laughs> you know, you can figure out the writing, you can figure out the marketing. Um, but the figuring out the mindset for yourself, ha- being empowered to do what you want to do. Um, so, so I do all of that, you know, the, the episodes are like an hour. So we touch on quite a few things. We usually get some of each. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, well, what writing advice would you offer those who are working on their own stories or novels 
or someone who's listening who is um, interested in indie publishing and maybe hasn't hit that publish button yet? Hmm. My my advice would be to um, to find and spend time with people who are doing it as much as possible. Like, you know, even if, even just, if you find a podcast that you like, like this one or mine or anyone, like there's, there's a, there's a number of excellent podcasts, spa girls, find somebody that you relate to that inspires you. Who's talking about doing it or find a Facebook group, you know, where they're talking about it and see and learn, you know, Oh, what's happening here. You know, is this a possibility for me? Um, the what I found in indie publishing is that the people, the authors are extremely generous. Like when I started my podcast, I was just like a a folk. Like I was just a person. <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> Which I still kind of do, but like I've been doing it for a while now. So I get easier yeses. But they said yes at the beginning, you know? And so um, I mean, you could reach out to me for heaven's sake if you're interested and we can talk about, you know whatever indies indie publishing writing self whatever i'd love it that's yeah. great well what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed around this topic well um just around oh generally well, i mean just novels that you've read that that novels? you enjoyed or oh. nonfiction books um okay nonfiction books oh man <laughs> I'm looking at my bookshelf like there's this really lovely book that's visually appealing. It's about not it's about writing kind of. It's but it's I'm called The Wonder Book. I don't know like it's 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 about art. Mm -hmm. It's art and writing and It's Jeff Vandermeer, right? Yes, isn't that yeah. do you know it? It's beautiful. I just keep that one on my coffee table and just cuz it's just inspiring on so many levels. Um and then fiction, I'm reading, I read a lot of romance. I'll, I read romance. So, and I read so much romance that I probably, oh, here, here's my go-to. I'm rereading a book because when I, I'm rereading um, All the Pretty Monsters by Christy Cunning. That's an indie author series. It's reverse harem. So if you don't like reverse harem, you know, <laughs> but, but she's the best at creating complex plots over a series that I've ever read <laughs> like the, the complexity of the plots and like bringing everything together and is like, it's why I can keep rereading it is because it just keep, it interests me every time. And um, actually I'm just going to plug her here because uh, she was one of the people I wanted. I was like, Oh, I want to interview. Her. I want to interview her, but she actually passed away well, a year ago. And uh, so that's why I'm plugging her. Cause I'm like, I, after she passed away, when I bought physical copies of all her books, because I was like, I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen to these, whether they'll be accessible or not in the future. Right. And that's that's one thing I also love about books is, you know, you get to keep that part of that person, what they gave you forever. Sure. You know? sure. So Definitely. that's what I'm reading. <laughs> well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your romance, steamy romance stories? Um, steamy romance stories. Uh, I have Liz Fox on Instagram, Liz Fox author on Instagram. Um, if you want to know more about me, like as a person, uh, we're authoring, uh, authorlikeaboss.com. Um, but I'm, I'm like, 
I like to say like I'm very available, but I also go through hermit times when I'm depressed. So send a message. I'll get. Sure. <laughs> I'll do my best. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Ella Bernard. Ella Bernard. She's the author of many indie published steamy romance stories under the pen name Liz Fox. And Ella, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much, Jeff. Absolutely. Rugged Boss by Liz Fox. Chapter one, point of view, Tess. What can I get you today? That's a good question. How about a new job or the cure to a cancerous brain tumor or my life back? I settle on my regular. A medium chai latte for Tess, please. The barista nods, writes it on the paper cup, and tells me the price. I dig through my briefcase looking for my wallet. Yes, briefcase. I have an interview in an hour, and I thought my stepfather's classic brown leather briefcase looked more professional than my typical hobo purse, which is why I moved everything vital into the new bag. Several copies of my resume, my laptop and cell phone, three different lip glosses, a travel-sized lotion, and a stick of deodorant but apparently not my wallet. Taking a deep breath, I close my eyes and gather my wits for a moment. It's already been that kind of week, and it's only Tuesday. I'm sorry, I seem to have misplaced my wallet. I'm about to step out of line when a gravelly voice calls from behind me. Julie, this one's on me. A large, tanned arm reaches around me, passing a black credit card to the barista, Julie. Her cheeks heat as she accepts the card. You're regular today, sir? Yes, please. He steps forward, guiding me to his side with his hand on my lower back. And you'd think if you can remember my regular order that you'd also remember to call me by my name. Julie giggles, swiping his card without looking up. Yes, sir. I mean, Rand. She passes back the card with a shy smile. Your drink should be ready in a minute. We'll be waiting for our drinks over here. Her cheeks flush even deeper red, hearing his chastising tone, and she immediately steps away from the register to help make the drinks. Of course. Thank you, sir. Wait, what just happened? I mean, it's not unheard of to get someone's drink for them, but it's never happened to me. Um, thank you, I say. The hand at my back guides me to a small table in the corner of the coffee shop. Go ahead and take a seat. The stranger pulls out the chair for me. I'll be right back. I sit, discombobulated, hands clutching my borrowed briefcase. A minute later, my good Samaritan sits down across from me, placing our drinks and a muffin that's been cut in half on the table. I stare at the drink in front of me, blinking. I try, unsuccessfully, to stop the tears from escaping. I know it's a bit ridiculous. Normally, I'm a confident woman, capable of far more than most people expect. But it's been such a tough few weeks. Well, months, really. I've been holding myself together by the threads. Who knew that a simple act of kindness would cause me to fall apart? Grabbing a napkin, I dab at my cheeks. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do this. I look up, trying to smile at the helpful stranger. It's the first time I'm getting a good look at him, and... Wow. This guy is yummy. No wonder the poor girl couldn't stop blushing. What did she say his name was? Rand? Well, Rand has black hair, a trimmed beard, a strong jaw and deep brown eyes. He's wearing a simple maroon button-down shirt over a white undershirt. The sleeves are rolled up, exposing powerful forearms that flex as they slide the plate with the muffin over to me. I didn't have to, he says. The deepness of his voice has my heart pumping in overdrive. But I wanted to. Is it too late to swoon? He continues speaking, giving me a chance to regain some equilibrium. 
Are you okay, Tess? I promise, getting your drink was no big deal. Um, how do you know my name? He taps my cup and smiles. Of course. I take a deep breath, centering myself. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Thank you again. I'm just a little overwhelmed at the moment. It's been a rough week. His eyes are locked on me, like he can see all my secrets. I've never had someone give me this kind of undivided attention, especially not a ridiculously attractive man. It's a little uncomfortable and a whole lot sexy. I'm Rand. I work around here, but I've never seen you before. And believe me, I would have noticed. He glances down. That's when I realize I've been tearing at the napkin. Are you sure you're okay? For some reason, Rand's question tips me over the edge. Maybe it's the genuine concern in his eyes. Whatever the cause, I find myself telling him everything. I feel like such a goof. I switched bags and forgot my wallet. This isn't even my briefcase, I say. I set the bag on the floor, shrugging. It belongs to my stepdad. I brought it because I thought it'd help me get a job, you know, look more professional or something. And I need this job. I just quit school, quit my dream, so I could move back home and help my mom. My stepdad has stage four cancer, and she can't take care of him alone. So I'm applying to the only job I could find around here that was even remotely related to my education. I don't know if I'll get it. I don't quite meet their qualifications, but I have to try. Taking a shuddering breath, I continue. I have an interview in an hour and thought I'd get here early to do some research on the company. But now I feel so frazzled, I'm sure I'll bomb the interview and I just don't know what's going to happen. Embarrassed by my verbal dump and unable to look at the man in front of me, I stare at the table. His hands grasp both of mine. They're big, rough, and calloused. The hands of someone who works hard. Tess, you got this, he says. How do you know? I can't believe I'm getting comforted by a strange man in a coffee shop, but at this point, I'll take it where I can get it. Not everyone would do what you're doing. Putting your life on hold to help your family? It takes a special kind of strength. He squeezes my hands like he's emphasizing his point. I don't know what to say. Nodding, I try to pull my hands away. He allows it, but only because he needs one of them to tilt my chin up so I'm looking into his burning brown eyes. I've been around a lot. I've known all different kinds of people. Some people give up. Some people keep fighting. His thumb skims along my jaw, and I breathe in a hint of freshly cut wood. You're a fighter. Rand's words ring with the truth and purity of a church bell through my chest. He's right. I am a fighter. I've gotten this far, and I'll keep going. He must see the new resolve in my eyes because he smiles, leans back, and takes a sip of his drink. What job are you interviewing for, fighter? I have an interview with Morrow Construction. All I know is they build houses for the rich and famous. The job is for some kind of administrative assistant. And you don't meet the qualifications? I'm two-thirds done with my degree in architecture, and I know how to answer a phone, but they're asking for three years of experience as an administrative assistant. I guess they liked my resume enough to give me an interview, but I'm still nervous. I know I can do the job, but you know how it is. Sometimes, even when you're completely capable, if you don't fit the mold, then people don't want you. Rand frowns at me, a contemplative look in his eyes. I know what you mean, fighter, but I think this time you might just get lucky.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.